G'day, thanks for joining me on This Podcast Isn't Working for another week. I'm Heidi Wright, I'm the host here, and if you don't already know me, I'm an Aussie mum in my 30s, and I hop on here every week sharing my thoughts about creativity, parenthood, and mental health, and sometimes other things depending on what tangent I'm on that week. And yeah, I just love what I do. I love hopping on here and just speaking my mind or what's on my heart. And this week, it's been a bit of a tough week. If you listen regularly, you'll know I've just missed a week. So there was no episode last week. And one of the reasons for that was just that there's been a lot going on in our life here in my world. And there's been really high highs, but there's also been some low lows and some tough stuff to be getting through. And I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed, to be honest. So I gave myself a little bit of space. Anyway, we're back again this week and I have something really nice to share with you. I'm hoping that it'll be something unusual that you might not have thought about recently. And it kind of comes a bit from my childhood and a bit from a few things that have happened recently and a bit from something that I read about two or three years ago. So yeah, I'm excited to share my thoughts this week and let's get into it. (laughs) so what i want to talk about this week is sacred places okay that's kind of the big broad brush title sacred places and in such a chaotic and crammed world and an emotional world and a busy world I think we need space and particularly places to breathe to pause uh, you know to curl up and to weep to exhale and places to sleep and you know places to create memories reflect and process and basically to do all these things safely like in safety that's, I think, that's where I'm at right now. I fe- really feel like places are really special. And I've been reflecting on this recently, especially because places are connected so powerfully to memory. Um, I've been told before that uh, places can actually unlock memories like a key. You know, something that happened to you a long time ago, you may not remember while you're listening to this podcast, but if you were to walk back into a particular house you lived in or a school you attended, those memories would flood back as if they were never gone. And place is just so potent in that way. Um, You know, we often think about growing up, you know, there's nature, there's nurture, there's environment, there's lots of factors in our world and our existence, I suppose, in our experience of life that can shape who we are. And that's incredible to think about and that one of those things is our environment it is the places that we are in at different times sometimes places become so difficult to return to because of a memory or an experience they're quite painful places but on the flip side I find that there are a lot of places that we can go to that are almost physically mentally emotionally healing 
and very powerful in that sense. Now, when I talk about sacred places on this episode, I'm not talking about religious places in that sense. I'm talking about sacred in the sense of sacrosanct, you know, those special places where it's important that they are revered and respected, you know. Um, I actually looked up the meaning of sacred and one of the references about sacrosanct or that term uh, I found really, really helpful. And it said basically uh, sacrosanct regarded as too valuable to be interfered with. It is sacrosanct. So there's something special about some places, aren't there? I, I feel like, you know, that we know that there are places that feel there's that there's something deep happening there or there's something that is mysterious and meaningful. There's substance in those places. They're very special and they're not always the obvious places. I, you know, I looked up sacred places and there's many lists of, you know, the seven most sacred places in the world, the 50 most sacred places in the world. And it's all the things you would expect. There's temples and holy sites and important cities um, to religious groups. There's, you know, very beautiful places that are reported to be incredibly sacred because of their wonder and amazing natural, you know, phenomena. Uh, All those things are amazing. But I've just been thinking about bringing more of that, I guess, into our personal life, into our own world and creating and cultivating sacred places in our own world. Now, I mentioned before that there's a few things kind of tumbling together in my mind at the moment. One of them is about my growing up and there was a culture in my family of boundaries and specifically boundaries regarding spaces. So particular places in our house we were very much taught that as an individual there are places that are special just to you and that it's important that people ask permission to enter your space and we were also taught this kind of quirky thing I suppose which was that it's your choice what you bring into those spaces and what you do not bring in. Now that's not necessarily about physical things although sometimes it could be that certain items or um, yeah, symbolic things you wouldn't bring into that space. But also things like phone calls was a big one growing up. Uh, lots of people in my family have had a lot of contact with people who are at risk in the community or in quite complex situations. And my family kind of across the board are involved in a lot of community work. And it just kind of became natural that anything to do with work or those sorts of endeavors, those voluntary Uh, activities and things like that although our hearts were full of you know I guess generosity and love and acceptance for those people and that that type of work it was really really important that there were certain places in our home where those things did not enter so if somebody got a phone call about work or something like that they would take that call in maybe a more public place in our home or even outside sometimes if it was something quite tricky it might be that phone call would be taken outside now this might sound extreme but if you start to think about like I said before the power of place and how potent it can be whether good or bad it gets your mind thinking right like there could be power in creating these boundaries and even things that are unseen like a phone call 
or opening an email or something like that, that they can hold power as well and bringing them into certain places. You know, that's tough. I mean, we don't always have the choice. I'm sure many of you have had a phone call you were not expecting in a place that you couldn't plan. And now that place has a particular meaning to it or a memory. But I've just been challenged this week, I suppose, riding the roller coaster that is the ups and downs of life, that there's possibility and opportunity for me to create more sacred places or a sacred place or some sacred place in my life. Uh, Something that happened recently, my computer died. Well, it's on its way out. Apparently the hard drive is failing, but out of nowhere, I ended up in this situation where my computer was being touched by people I didn't know. I was being watched while I tried to recover like things that were really important to me, files from years and years ago, like over a decade and, you know, pictures of my nieces and nephews when they were tiny or pictures of um, my house that I used to live in or different times in my life, files from, you know, when I applied for my first job and, you know, you name it, it was on there. And I just wasn't expecting it to this to happen. And unfortunately, I haven't got any recent backups of that particular computer. But I, after going through this at the computer store and having a bit of a meltdown and trying to keep my cool, I came home and I just had a really good cry because I think it hit me that my computer is one of those sacred places. No one uses my computer except me. I don't have to share my computer with anybody. I never have. I've always been very blessed to be able to have my own computer, whether it was my first little laptop or the ones following where I would, you know, change my files over to the next computer and the next. It's always been mine and a special place where it holds a lot of memories for me and a lot of really exciting and meaningful things. There's videos on there, you know, of my first daughter when she was really tiny and then photos of my second daughter. You know, it's, you get what I'm saying? These places sometimes come into having meaning by themselves. We don't plan it. But uh, interestingly, in 2017, in January, a blog I follow, which I absolutely adore, and I'm sure I've mentioned it on here before, called Home Song. It's a blog by Amanda Waters. She introduced this idea of a rest retreat in that year. So it's kind of this, you know, around the time of New Year, everybody's trying to start, you know, new uh, paths that are positive and trying to do better things for themselves and become the best people that we can be. This kind of this time of year, it's very reflective and it's full of purpose. And I think we start to strive for more because we want a better year to come or something more meaningful or more in line with our values. And I was in that boat searching for that. And Amanda had written about this rest retreat. And the idea was that for a month, she would sort of host this retreat online. Obviously, um, there's it's brilliant because the internet can create something like that out of thin air. You don't have to attend the retreat. And she would walk us all through this sort of, I guess it was like a program or something like that. I don't know the term for it, but it was sort of like a time where she would encourage us to put our social media away, put our phones down more and essentially reconnect with ourselves and try to find more time and more opportunities to reflect and to, you know, be refreshed and renewed in that sense, just as a human being 
and a human being with a with a beating heart and a soul and and that tangible aspect of life would return to us instead of us being so obsessed and sucked into the world of social media the internet the news and all the things that capture our attention that are not in our real life space and I just thought that this was a really cool idea because she has a gift I think of reaching out to people like myself and feeding our souls so a lot of what she was writing about I found really helpful so the idea was essentially that you would create a sacred place where you could come back to each day and reflect and spend time in your rest retreat and so the first week it was week zero I think it was I'll link it in the show notes she talks about creating this sacred place and I just loved it I remember it really resonated with me and I got so excited because she basically said you know before we start this retreat create a space where you can come that is your special spot it's a place that is just for this purpose to you know to sit and to be and to replenish your soul and to you know explore these uh, different things that I'm going to set out for you because she would give readings and links to videos and things that you could watch or read and then reflect on it was really beautiful I think we don't do that as much as we should in today's world you know everything's very very fast Uh, but reflection is so valuable and Yeah, so this sacred place idea was kind of given a name for me at that point because I think I'd always known about the power of a place, but she really solidified it and gave examples of ways to create that space and make it your own. And she certainly was, you know, she was very firm about, you know, it doesn't have to be anything special. It doesn't have to be a big room or a fancy place with fancy furniture or fancy decoration. It could just be a cushion on the floor and or, you know, it might even be um, I was just thinking now, you know, it could have been a backpack with certain things in it that were special just for that use. You know, a mat that no one else used that was just for that spot and you could roll out a mat and then you would have a special like a lovely journal and a pen. And, you know, you kind of get the gist, right? She sort of talked about preparing this place. Um, I really loved that. And then Uh, when this thing happened with my computer I started to think about it again and obviously like I said this week's been tough and I've just been thinking about the lack of sacred place in my life I think you know we we can all go to sacred places I'm sure you can think of places that are special to you or that might hold safe harbor for you Um, I know in the movies and historically churches have always been a place where you know you can shelter or um you know reflect Uh, but I started thinking about even smaller places I suppose and I I wrote a little list um, (laughs) and I wrote you know we we think about cathedrals ruins um, nature things that are connected to the dead I find those things very sacred you know their belongings where they where they were when they were alive Um, and places for me that also hold powers like galleries um you know art galleries and then i was thinking you know your own personal bedroom that tends to be a fairly sacred place where not many people come into 
Um, and then I started zooming in. So like your nightstand drawer, it's a funny old place. Like mine personally has a, too many tissues in it and lots of hair ties and funny things like that. But it also has a journal and things that are special to me. Um, you know, so your nightstand drawer and then even smaller still, your, your own pocket. I was just thinking about the little things that end up in my pocket and the things I carry around. I often have my keys in my pocket, but I also might have a couple of bobby pins in there for myself. And But it's a funny little place, you know, that no one else goes. And the same kind of goes for purses and wallets, I suppose, uh, handbags and backpacks. Um, but even animals have sacred places, a nest, what a sacred place that would be, and a burrow, even more so. I find the idea of those places is just really lovely. There's something peaceful about thinking like this, thinking and looking for, thinking about and looking for sacred places. And yeah, I just thought it was a good thing to talk about on the podcast because maybe there's something you can like there's a brainstorm to be had here and there are places you can think of or there are ways you can think of to create places that can be special because I just think if we can create places where we can do all those things I mentioned before you know if we if we create places that are designed and are dedicated to be places where we pause and take time for ourselves and regroup, then I just feel like we'll do it more often, right? If you're feeling overwhelmed at pace and busyness and, you know, the chaos of life and, you know, all of that good stuff, is there a place you can create, however small, even within your pocket, for want of a better term, you know, a a cushion or a, a satchel with the items you need to take your sacred place with you is there a way you can do that so that you give yourself the easy access you need to a spot you know where you can pause or you can go to in safety to reflect and to process Uh, I just feel like we don't stop nearly enough and I certainly don't and being a mum I don't I don't find it easy to imagine these places. I don't find it easy to think where I would put a spot if I had one and how I would keep it sacred uh, with toddlers running around. But it's got to be possible, right? It has to be possible. And if your home is not somewhere where that peace can be, you know, we can go somewhere. You know, there. this is the beauty of place is it's wherever you are can be a place. And I think there's opportunity to you know find your favorite tree in a park or a bench you like to sit on or even maybe some place you might already have that's very special you might have shared with someone at some point and kind of rededicate it to this purpose as somewhere of safety that you can go to and to pause I just love that idea do you love that I don't know (laughs) I just think in a time where we're so not just it's not just the pace it's you know, this idea of mass production, you know, everything is fast, fast fashion, mass production, and with it comes mediocrity. This could be a way of creating substance because there's nowhere like a sacred place. It's not a dime a dozen, you know, it's special because it's just that one place and there's no other place like it. So I think that specialness 
is something that's exciting to create. I like that idea that we can do that, that we can say, no, I draw a line in the sand and this now is a special spot. (laughs) Um, Even if it's just a book, a journal that is very special. And yeah, so that was really my thoughts for this week. Um, I hope that that sparked something for you. I certainly feel challenged at the moment to try and find more sacred moments and spots. Um, And like I said, I'm not talking about religion or anything like that, or even spirituality, although those things definitely come under this umbrella, if that's your life and your way of thinking. But I just feel like we're, we all have a deep part of ourselves that is wanting this. Well, I feel the tug, definitely. So may we have a week where we're not only kind to ourselves, but find moments and places where we can go deep and feed the deep part of us, whether you believe it's a soul or not. I think being a human and being an individual is a really beautiful thing and to have something special just for you as one person now that's special so hopefully you have some special place or you can create one and i will talk to you again in a week i hope you've liked today's episode and uh we'll regroup in a week hopefully yeah see ya bye Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that, like that.